and welcome once again to My Comical Romance. I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Dan David. Nice to be with you again seventh episode. Yeah, geez. We're actually uh, really pumping these out. Yep. Uh, it's uh, February by the time you'll be listening to this, or at least it'll be online. Uh, and uh, I, I love this story. You know, we've, we've had a couple of fairly deep ones recently uh, by the in standard it. of romance comics. Deep ones in, uh, and recently in the sense of you know, we've been recording these back to back and kind of spacing them out because we don't uh, get to see each other that often. So it's rapid fire for us <laughs> once a month for you guys. But uh, or or you know, people might be binge listening to. Oh, that's a good point. That's right. But uh, this one is deep in another way. Uh, it's it's the most self-referential uh, <laughs> romance comic ever, and a little creepy in that way. <laughs> yes, uh, this month we're looking at a comic that actually re makes the title of the story relevant, which I'm shocked at. <laughs> Except that it's, it's also completely wrong. <laughs> it's The Dream World of Doris Wilson, which is from uh, Love, Love Romances number 103, January 1963. That was a Marvel uh, title? Yes, penciler Jack Kirby, inker Al Hartley. So another Jack Kirby, uh, and it's really noticeable in the quality and the style of his artwork. What was the date again? The 60s? Yep, 1963. Wow. This is uh, quite remarkable. Um, this is once again from a, a trade collection uh, that Marvel put out in 2006. So... Called Marvel Romance. Yes. So if you want to read some uh, romance comics and you don't feel like going through some antique comic book collections, there are a few uh, just reprints out there that are definitely worth reading. Yeah, some of the originals, when we go looking and collecting, um, they're, they're pricey. I've seen $50 for a single uh, comic of one of the rare titles, um, and they might even cost more. Uh, you know, anything old, I guess, has value, but these things, it's kind of surprising. There's a market for them. Yeah, especially since it's a genre of comic that barely anyone seems to have heard of. Yeah, but now they do because of us. <laughs> We're going to create the romance comic revival. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, um, so this one, what cracks me up right away, let's get into it. Yes. Uh, we, we say that the title is for once relevant to the story, uh, The Dream World of Doris Wilson, uh, because in fact uh, it does deal with the title character's dream world quite a bit, um, but it's still much more evidence that the people who write these titles really don't read the stories at all before they come up with the titles. Because what's the very first line of the comic? There's Doris Nelson, alone as usual. The girl's name in the story is Doris Nelson. <laughs> and it's mentioned elsewhere again later. The title of the story is The Dream World of Doris Wilson. So whoever penciled the title of this 
just didn't even bother to glance at the very page that the title was going on to get the name right. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. They're doing like, what, 40 titles an hour and they just kind of rip them out there and not even double check that it has any meaning? <laughs> or or he's, he's sitting there at his desk drawing the title and calls over to the other person. Hey, what's the title of this thing again? The World of Doris Wilford. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, yes, it does open with Doris Wilson slash Nelson staring off into the distance, leaning against a dead tree as uh, various people look on and lament at how lonely she is. There's Doris Nelson, alone as usual. Naturally, she thinks no boy is good enough for her. Poor Doris, she'd rather dream about romance than live it. Now, one thing I do want to note about this opening panel mm-hmm. is uh, there's two couples <laughs> staring out at Doris, and one of them has a guy that has a completely blacked out face. With red hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is really strange. I, I get that it's supposed to be sort of a shadow, but boy, did that not work out. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like the man is supposed to be mysterious and unknown. He doesn't come up again in the story. Yeah. I thought at first he might actually be African-American, and then I, I was like impressed. But he's got bright red hair, and his hand is white-skinned. So... I don't. I guess it's just a shadow effect thing, or maybe somebody spilled ink on the page. I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, Doris uh, agrees. Yes, I was alone. I had no boy to walk beside me, no boy to hold me in his arms, no boy to tenderly kiss me. Yeah, as she's um, having these thoughts, she's walking around in this park or town that where she was with the other people. And she's seeing in the background all these couples kissing. I mean, this is like the most most promiscuous town I've ever seen. <laughs> Everywhere she turns, there's couples just making out right in front of everybody. And they're all young and beautiful, of course. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, Doris comforts herself, saying, I simply haven't met a boy yet who interests me. And until I do, I'd rather walk alone than date just anyone. How foolish of her. However... She does have a source of comfort in her lonely, lonely life. And what would that be? Romance stories. Specifically, in my magazines I found the joys, the thrills, the wonders and, and thrills that were not mine in real life. On these pages were expressed in gentle words and lovely pictures the deepest feelings of, of the human heart. So, so now we have Doris, comic book character, reading romance comics and looking at comic book characters within the comic. It's a whole, like, multi-layered <clears throat> universe kind of phenomenon. And I do want to point out that the comic she's reading is called Love Romances, which seems <laughs> like it's got to be an in-joke. Yeah, probably. Like, having collected these things for a number of years, I know how similar a lot of the titles are. And, uh, there's love stories, romance stories, uh, girls love career girl romances, <laughs> etc., etc. A lot of the titles just kind of blur together. Yeah. It takes me a while to alphabetize them. <laughs> I love romances. Sounds as generic as the rest of them. It just, 
it's it's taking it to a, an extreme of ridiculousness, and yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Also, well, at the same time, it's avoiding um, copyright infringement or whatever by not choosing something that's already been used. That must have been hard. Yeah. So she's looking at this comic and seeing the couples in the story being romantic with each other and fantasizing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much of a story that she's reading. It's just a, a couple at a sports game, maybe, and then the woman says, My dearest! And then they just kind of stare at each other for several panels. <laughs> and then I would close my eyes and imagine myself as the heroine of the story. I would see the hero looking at me with the same longing in his eyes. I could hear the music enriching the night. I could feel the strength yet gentleness of his embrace as he moved closer, closer. <laughs> And then the warmth of, and excitement of his kiss were mine, mine, mine. You realize what this is? It's just one glorified advertisement for comic, romance comics. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, oh, really? Can I read these and have the same experience? This is great. Who needs humans? <laughs> but all daydreams must end. And when the cold truth of reality hit me, there are no kisses. No embraces. No love for me. <laughs> I suck. My life sucks. And she laments that maybe she'll never meet a man. Maybe she'll never fall in love. And she has to rally to be strong and hope that someday she'll meet this perfect man. But, uh, you know, day-to-day -day life must continue. And uh, a young man comes up to her and says, Say, chick, how about, like how about you and me making the scene tonight? Yeah, this is like the kind of guy that she gets asked out by. Like, why she's rejecting uh, the guys that she's encountered. Mm -hmm. You want to make the scene tonight? Chick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm expecting a headache at any moment. That's a good comeback. Yep. Well done, Doris. But then uh, the girls with her say, Why did you turn down old Jasbo down, Doris? Old Jasbo's a million laughs. Jasbo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could you reject Jasbo? I think they're implying he's a, um, uh, you know, I'm losing the, the word. Uh, what are those people from the 50s who were into jazz? Uh, bo not Bohemian. Uh, Beatniks? Beatnik, there you go. <laughs> they're implying he was a beatnik even though he's wearing a suit with a hat <laughs> um but you know hey chick let's make the scene that, that i think that that qualified as a beatnik if this is 1963 this is just you know right in the moment of the pre-hippie world mm -hmm. uh, you know beatniks had been out there for a long time but they were a different kind of group but that kind of lingo and jazz bow putting the word jazz in his name implies that he's you know, one of those free-thinking beatnik types. So, as they pointed out, old Jasbo's a million laughs, and Doris says, perhaps, but if I want to laugh, I can always watch Jerry Lewis. <laughs> That's also dating the story quite a lot. Yes. Oh, and it gets even better in the next panel, uh, when some, one of her friends says, okay, so Jasbo isn't another Rock Hudson. Yeah, that's <laughs> real irony there. <laughs> so what? You'd still be better off dating him than being by yourself. I don't agree. Of course not. Doris would rather cuddle up with some silly romance stories than with a real live boy. 
So their philosophy is any man will do. Yes. Regardless of personality or, you know, any other traits that might actually be appealing, uh, you simply must have a date. That It's a requirement. And if you don't, you're stupid. Yeah, uh, that, that seems to be the mentality. I, I wish I knew more about 1960s dating culture. Uh, yeah, because this is also like, you know, the peak of Archie comic uh, era. I would hesitate to call it the peak. A peak. In any event, the whole notion of everybody has to have a date on Saturday night or you're a loser uh, was certainly prevalent in comics and maybe on TV. I don't know if it was true in the real world. Mm-hmm. Although, I will say, my mother, you know, she was older than that. She, was, uh, she got married in 55, so she was dating in the early 50s when mm-hmm. a lot of the other comics... Um, out there and she kind of did have a date almost every weekend you know she kept a a scrapbook that we still have of her dates which is just by itself a thing of amazing historical significance Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of like that it's like yeah she'd go to the movies or a ball game or a party or something almost every weekend at least like in the summer I guess I don't know about all year long these All comics, right, go grandma. These comics seem to always take place in the summer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, unless they're going on <clears throat> ski dates. Right. So, yeah, I, I guess it was a thing. Dates. <laughs> yes, I'd rather read about read and dream about true love than date boys I don't care for just for the sake of having dates. Well, I suppose to each her own, no matter how foolish it is. <laughs> no, she sounds perfectly reasonable. <laughs> But the other girls, the, they're dismissive and, and sardonic toward her uh, because she refuses to embrace the globally accepted re- reality of the date requirement. So she uh, wonders for a bit if she's maybe wrong to be denying uh, boys these dates and if she's being foolish by not just going out with anyone and sticking to her daydreams, when the man she loves, she wants, might not even exist. But she goes to the park and again turns to her one source of pleasure. If I can't have love, I can at least read about it. This is kind of pathetic. (laughs) Does she not have other hobbies? I know. This is the only thing I do. I, I, I can obsess about reading about romance all day long um, and be depressed about not having real romance there's no real other options out there I can't go on dates with losers like my friends want me to but I still have to think about romance 24-7 so this is all I got yeah it uh again speaks to it being a pre-second wave feminism world Mm mm-hmm I mean, granted, we're reading romance comics. Where well, yeah. It's, it's supposed to have a theme. But they're not really doing anything to illustrate that she's got a full life. Well, it's also a, just an absolutely uh, stereotypical storyline. You know, it's generically, she's bummed out because she doesn't have a guy. And <laughs> the right guy isn't out there. And I don't know if it'll ever happen for me. That's kind of the storyline of 
50% or more of these comics to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. So she reads another romance comic and gets lost in a daydream, so much so that she drops the comic no, no, on the ground. No, you got you got to read some of this. Okay, okay. <laughs> Slowly I closed my eyes and drifted into another reverie. Again I became the heroine of the story, standing atop the hill with the one I loved. In my mind's eye I seemed to live the entire experience, the gentle caress of the wonder of his arms around mine, the surging thrill of his kiss. So, So we're seeing her... She's reading the comic, and we're seeing the panels of the comic, but in it, she is now the woman replacing whoever was drawn in the original comic. Um, now, here's the thing that, that I find um, funny about this. She's reading all these comics, and she says she reads them to, to have a fantasy of what things could be like and what they should be like, and she should be the one in them. Then she must only be reading like the last two panels of, of every story because the things that we've been reading, these super romantic kisses and embraces only happen at the very end of the story after the, the women in the story have gone through the same kind of suffering that she's been going through in one way or another. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's implying that the, the romance comics are like all about just standing around, lying around, kissing, hugging, and being in love. But that's not what they're about. They're about all kinds of pain and suffering for the most part. Mm -hmm. With the one happy ending down in the final panel. <laughs> she probably just flips through it. Where's the, the last page? Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Oh, they're in love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so absorbed was I in my daydream that I didn't notice the magazine slip from my fingers. Nor the approaching figure. And once again, she is reading Love Romances, which is 12 cents ah, for oh, those days. Hmm. And it's noted that if this comic is approved by the Comics Authority. Now, what's interesting also is, um, you know, in her mind, the, the female in the story had transformed into herself. But then when we see the comic on the ground or in the hand, it's still her. That or uh, it's just a very generic sort of No, no, the, the one in the original had brown hair. No, on the, I mean, the covers frequently didn't have very much to do with the, the stories well, I inside. Suppose, I, I suppose, but this one looks identical to her, so. Also, I want to note that her dress has changed, so she <laughs> has clearly been going to this park multiple times with these comics. Ah, that, well, that's possible. You're right, it changed from orange to red. But it was, I thought it was all the same story, the same afternoon. No, no, she just makes a point of going to this park every day. And sitting there and reading romance comics. Yep, yep. In a dress, by the way. And high heels. Yeah. And it was only when he spoke that I opened my eyes. I think you dropped this. Oh, thank you. I, I must have dozed off. So he's, there's, a, there's a voice and a hand so far holding out her comic to her that uh, she had dropped. He looked at me and smiled, and I saw that he was as handsome as the hero in the story. Now, would you say this blonde tall man is also the same as the blonde man on the cover of the comic she's reading? In the simplistic art form that we're looking at, yeah, he's pretty much the same guy. Now, simplistic. This is Jack Kirby, sir. That's true. Good point. But it's early. Not peak Jack Kirby. But anyway, what, what are you going to do in a romance comic? 
So uh, the man says, my name is Jim Marlowe. Mind if I sit down? Oh, not at all. Now, now is when it gets even more weird. <laughs> yes. I don't know what transforms the ordinary into the wonderful. I just know that as Jim Marlowe spoke, I felt a thrill I'd never felt before. My very existence seemed richer, more meaningful. <laughs> Jesus. It's that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bolt of lightning, love hits you instantaneously, and it's all changed. <clears throat> it couldn't just be a, you know, a nice guy that you happen to meet, and hi, how are you, and over the course of months, you sort of gradually fall in love. No, it's... Yep, and that's how it goes with all of these stories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the true nature of love, listeners. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't hit you yet, just wait. You'll get there. It, it only happens once to every girl. That, that's true also. I'm glad you were reading that magazine. You see, I'm an artist. I draw romance stories. In fact, I illustrated that one. <laughs> That, that cracks me up. Yeah, you just happened to be reading the comic that this guy was the artist for, and he happened to walk by and see that you were reading it and dropped it on the ground. I have a theory about that, actually. Okay. Remember, these comics don't have credits listed. Aha! It could be anybody. Yep, could be anybody. He can't prove it. And I think he's just had a crush on Doris and has decided... <laughs> Good oh. point, good point. He's a stalker. <laughs> Came up with the way of uh, appealing to her. Yep, yeah, yeah. He knows that she's only interested in romance comics and is like, well, I've got to uh, just kind of ease my way in through that door there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, my theory continues to be legitimized as we continue reading. But, but the other thing, though, is that this is, proves that this story is not only a... a blatant advertisement for romance comics and to get people to read them it's also a blatant expression of the fantasy of the romance comic writer and and artist like they're the ones imagining i just i gotta go out in the park and find some beautiful woman who's reading one of my comics and go up to her and say that's me i wrote that and she'll fall in love with me and we'll have this perfect relationship i would like to look more into the life of jack kirby because if he wasn't married at this point, that mm -hmm. would be a very interesting uh, tie-in there. Well, the awkward part is that the the character is the artist, whereas the story was written by the writer. Mm -hmm. So it's the fantasy was invented by the writer, the, unless they, you know, talked about it. But, um, but I, who knows who the writer was? Is, yeah, right. It, it's sort of a, a a mix of the fantasies. You know, the artist wants to get credit and have her fall for him, but. The writer's the one who came up with the idea. <clears throat> so, the Jim continues, or Joe continues. Yes, my friends all kid me about it. They say that I live in a dream world, drawing all those romance stories. But I tell them I prefer my dream world, where everything is per as perfect as I want it. Also, I tell them I prefer that I earn a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it to the real world, where I haven't yet found the girl for me. But I guess you think that's pretty foolish, huh? No, no, I don't. I understand it perfectly. You're identical to me. <laughs> we have 100% the same point of view. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and again, incredibly cheesy if you take it at face value. But if he's just trying to wheedle his way into her life... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had overheard her saying these things. Yep, yep. 
Oh my god, it's it's true. I'm glad, because I noticed you the moment I saw you sitting here. You see, I've drawn so many pretty girls that I always study them in real life, searching for the perfect one. I really am a really creepy voyeur. <laughs> oh, and what would she be like? Like you. Oh, I bet you say that to all the girls. Well, I do, actually, until it works. <laughs> but I'm probably making a fool of myself. A girl as lovely as you, you're probably going steady, or... No, I'm not. Although, I would have guessed that you were. Are we going to continue to say the same thing to each other all of our rest of our lives? <laughs> I was thinking of having steak tonight. I was going to say we were who should have steak tonight. <laughs> Gosh, do you think... I, I mean, yes, Joe, I do. <laughs> I'm not even sure what they're saying there. I, I mean, obviously they're getting at the, yeah, we're, we're into it, each other. But what specifically are they not articulating? Like, can we be a couple? Can we, we just go with destiny at this point? Okay. After that, we didn't need to say any more. <laughs> Damn right. And we haven't spoken since. It's been 23 years and we haven't had a word to say to each other. The look in our eyes and the touch of our hands said it all. And so it came to pass. And now uh, a bunch of women are reading another issue of Love Romances. And uh, one woman says, Hey, the heroine in this story, her name is Doris Nelson. Not Wilson. Right. <laughs> and she looks just like Doris too. But, but how? Here she comes now. So did the comic uh, company pay her for the use of her likeness and her name? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. The comic book industry is known for paying people well and, you know, being fair about these sorts of things. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yes, absolutely. Tell us about it, Doris. How come you're in that magazine? There isn't much to tell, except that a dream isn't so bad after all. And then she caresses Joe's face. And says, because there's always the chance that your dream will come true. And a, a half a million young teenage girls reading this are all like crying. What will it be? When will I meet the person who drew the comic that I'm now reading? Who is probably decades older than me. Yeah, who's also lonely and has no other romance in his life and has never met the right girl. Because I'm the only one. <laughs> so yeah this is a goofy story it's <laughs> it's a fun one remember the the uh that great um comic uh strip oh what was it the 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 one where uh the, the girl's in love with harry potter and, uh, and uh they, they, somebody says to her you know what is it you you why are you so obsessed with harry potter or, or I, I want him to to uh, fall in love with me. Remember that one? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, we about. used to joke about it. It's hilarious. Uh, he, 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 what do you, what do you want? Oh, she, she talks to, um, she, she gets in touch with uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. And, and J.K. Rowling says, oh, oh yeah, Harry Potter, uh, you know, finds you and, and marries you. And that's what you want? Uh, that's from an episode of The Simpsons. Where oh, it was The Simpsons, right, right. Yeah, where they go to London and uh, run into J.K. Rowling and Lisa goes up to her and says, any uh, hint you could give me about the next book? <laughs> and J.K. Rowling says, 
<sighs> yes, he grows up and marries you. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> and she says, yes. <laughs> uh, so. so, yeah, <laughs> bit of a quick episode this time. Yeah. I, I, it, I guess that's what happens when we don't need to go super in-depth into uh, the evolution of sexual harassment and mm-hmm. hippie culture and all that stuff. And I do think this one was really... Uh, on the on, in one sense typical uh but also because it's so self-referential it, it's almost like a you know a, a standardized version of all romance comics just why people read them because they want to have these fantasies and the fantasy ultimately is that some true love is going to come along and hit you over the head and all of a sudden everything is going to be perfect and beautiful um I mean, I don't think that's the only reason that people read them or even currently read them. Um, I think there's something kind of just fun. It's the same with romance novels or uh, you know, romance movies or anything like that. There's something just kind of sweet and fulfilling. You know, you get a little like smile out of the happy ending. Uh, and, and that's really what it's about. It's about the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean... Every romance comic ever, if I'm not mistaken. Ends, you are mistaken. Well, virtually, almost all of them ends with a happy ending. How do they not? Yeah, like 96% of them end with happy endings. There are a few where um, it ends with the girl not getting the guy because of her own foolishness. And mm-hmm. she's lamenting that she didn't conform or, you know, stop playing the field or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, but but I, I'm sure those are less enjoyed or popular because that's not what the reader is looking for. Mm-hmm. You you want the happy ending, uh, you know. Recently during the holiday season, we, we saw the movie Love Actually another three thousand times, <laughs> and and the reason one of the reasons that movie was so popular is because it's basically, you know, eight or ten mini romance comic stories all mushed together into one movie though they do have a few with unhappy endings yeah a couple with with comparatively unhappy endings uh, the where the girl chooses her brother over the the lover or uh alan rickman's one where uh, he's having an affair right although they do sort of reconcile to make it kind of 50 50 <clears throat> but most of them are the uh the happily ever after kind of uh solution conclusion mm-hmm. um and all of the old um uh, movie romances the kind that i like to watch uh romance comedies especially but but no romance comedies and tr- straight romance movies uh, yeah you never watched the gay ones <laughs> yeah there were a ton of them back in the day <laughs> um i mean yeah they all end with happy happily ever after also mm-hmm. nearly all of them um, and again, it's not only because people are fantasizing like this could happen to me, because a lot of the people who are watching or, or listening or reading, it's not just, uh, you know, single, young single girls who are dreaming of their own uh, future. Uh, it's people who are already married and people who are already in relationships. I'm sure you know this better than I do. Yep. Um, and and it, it isn't even that you're in an unhappy relationship and dreaming of something better. It's... It's just like you're enjoying somebody else's happiness that way. Mm-hmm. But, 
I guess that's the true appeal, you know, in in its absolutely simplest form. Um, you know, and in fact, when I compare it to um, soap operas, if you've ever watched soap operas, yeah, I've seen a bit of them. Uh, they're not in the same category, believe it or not, and and it's a it's a misleading comparison uh, because there's almost well, not never, but there's far less frequently a happily ever after. I mean, there's no happy ending, for one thing, because they never end. Yes. And, and the stories just go on and on, in some cases, for 50 years. Um, and they're much more about the traumatic, uh, you know, terrible moment when the, the man betrays her, or he's left for another woman, or she discovers the, the horrible secret, you know, all, all the... The melodrama. And it turns out he's a vampire. <laughs> that too, on Dark Shadows. <laughs> you knew that, Dark Shadows, right? That's what I'm referencing. Yes. Uh, so it, actually, yeah, it's interesting to, to say that romance comics are a kind of uh, soap opera in comic form is, is really not true. Romance comics are, are melodramatic in one sense. I mean, they go way over the top. Every description of the, the, the kiss and all... Um, but but they're not in the sense that terrible things happen as often as they do in uh, soap operas. Yeah, it's generally one major terrible event, and then uh, yeah things get resolved from there. Like, oh, I thought that you had died in a plane crash or at war or something <laughs> like that. Or there are a lot of uh, war-related comics where a sweetheart seemingly dies or actually dies, and she has to come come to grips with that and. Mm -hmm. Move on with her life. I don't think we've come across any of those yet, um, but I imagine they're out there. Mm -hmm. We should look for some of those. There's a lot of that in, um, again, in romantic comedy movies. Um, you know, they thought he was dead, and she she married another guy, and then he comes back, and he's still alive, and a lot of things like that happen. Or, right. or, or they some memory loss is another one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great one where a guy. Uh, is a real scoundrel uh, like a criminal or something and, and then he loses his memory and turns into a super nice guy and falls in love with this woman only to get his memory back and remember oh yeah I used to be this really bad guy and did all these criminal things and he has to somehow uh, change all of the things he's done wrong mm -hmm. to, to win her again I don't know <laughs> Uh, now, another thing that I wanted to briefly address uh, is kind of a coming soon feature. Because I recently acquired a history of romance comics called Love on the Racks, written by Michelle Nolan. And I'm looking forward to reading through that and becoming much more informed about the history of romance comics. So we have a sort of academic uh, twist to these podcasts. It's a whole big, like, textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, from what I've seen, it's like a history of the, the companies that published the, the romance comics and, like, the number of comics that came out regularly and stuff. So it might be a, a little on the dry side, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if everyone would instantly understand the, the title, Love on the Racks, because uh, comic books for many decades used to be sold in various stores on a rack you'd have a, a spinner rack well a spinner one or just a, a front-facing uh, set of shelves that are standing up the way you still have in bookstores mm -hmm. but um, 
you know, that was where you went, went to get your comics, the, the local five and dime store or drugstore or whatever. And there'd be a rack of them. And you could get them for a couple of cents. Twelve cents. Twelve cents. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Our latest episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Feel the free dream to. dream world of Doris Nell Wilson. <laughs> and uh, feel free to contact us. Uh, at some point I'll be setting up a Facebook page, which might be up by the time this episode airs. What is it going to be called so we can tell them in the future? I don't know. My, I guess My Comical Romance. Yeah. On Facebook. Look us up. <laughs> Maybe we'll be on other stuff too. Who knows? Yep. But until next time, have a romantic day. <laughs> bye bye.